the IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We're your hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch. And I'm Stu Choquette. And today, guys, we have on the show Mr. Roger Snook. Roger, you're very welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. So, Roger, myself and yourself, and actually Steve, have worked quite closely in the past over the last couple of years, but your role has changed and transformed and shifted quite a lot. So tell us, what do you do for IBM? Yeah, so my role really is uh, my daytime job, that is, is really uh, (laughs) teaching and inspiring cloud sellers and technical sellers uh, you know, with the right, giving them the right information to work with clients. So, um, you know, that means participating in big events like our fast start and crafting an agenda along with our leaders, but also, uh, you know, I'm also a subject matter expert on mobile and a few other things like DevOps. And so you'll see some white papers and books and things like that also kind of in my, you know, uh, ball of responsibility as well. I'm just thinking that I'm glad that nobody asked me what it is that I do. So, um, Roger, we did a, a podcast with Brett King, and it was a. It, it feels like, well, no, let's be honest, it was a long time ago, August 2017. Um, surely something has happened in the world of mobile, and I know watching the Super Bowl, I remember commercials about 5G cameras, which to me didn't even sound like it made sense. But you know what, what's hot? What's hot in the world of mobile? Well, man, 5G or edge computing, you know, I think my mantra for mobile is just more mobile. There's just more mobile experiences coming to life. And what I mean by that is, yes, more apps. Uh, In fact, um, you know, on the edge, you'll see IDC reporting that by 2023, over 50% of uh, uh, new enterprise infrastructure will be deployed at the edge rather than in the corporate data center. And oftentimes that means building out more applications. There's another prediction that industry apps will explode by 2023. Over 500 million digital apps and services will be developed and deployed using cloud native approaches. So it's just pushing more out into this nifty little computing device we all carry around in our pockets or purses that uh, has lots of brands on it. And those brands are all competing for our time and attention, screen time and attention uh, over each other so that we can interact and take advantage of whatever services they're offering. So Roger, you talked about us and our generation carrying it around and having it with us all the time. (laughs) It's kind of funny, right? Because (laughs) what does that mean for the next generation? Because when you think about the whole born on mobile generation it's like it's literally going to be the case like you you see in shopping malls and restaurants you see one and a half two-year-olds and they 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 have a device and they know to swipe left or swipe right or they know how to use it so what what (laughs) is that that's that's going to have a significant change in technology right yeah what i love about you know mobile and especially the born on mobile generation this swipe left, swipe right kind of thing is just sort of innate to the culture. It's simplified in a lot of ways how we can interact with applications. And I think that's one of the best things that's really coming out of mobile is it makes a lot of what used to be difficult transactions 
a whole lot easier. And uh, if you think of a good example in the banking world, you know, we used to take in the U.S., take checks, mail them or bring them to the bank and they would deposit them. Now we can just hold our uh, camera to the, you know, uh, above the check. It automatically captures a picture and it magically deposits our funds instantaneously. So th those kind of experiences are just going to continue to improve. Uh, especially with the youngsters and how they're playing with nifty little applications to, you know, have their 15 minutes of fame as well uh, and upload videos of themselves. And video is just another one of those things that's being incorporated into that overall experience to share information and, again, help enterprises really extend their brands into our pockets. It's kind of funny, scary interesting and all of the above all at the same time really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so roger like ibm or let's talk a little bit about ibm for a few minutes like we we're pretty big in the mobile space but like like a lot of the technologies that we provide and what we do not everyone kind of sees us up there and it's like oh that's that's from ibm it's like a lot happens in the background right and other people use their technologies and bring amazing capabilities forward for the end user or all our listeners so what have we been doing in kind of the last year or so Anything exciting? Well, you know, it's true. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, some of the biggest systems that are out there today in the financial or travel industry, you don't really know IBM is sort of behind the scenes because we're not the brand. It's those brands that are bringing those experiences to customers. And in a lot of ways, you know, IBM in the mobile space is very much similar to that. So when, when you think of uh, the Wimbledon apps like Slam Tracker, any of those Grand Slam apps, those are all IBM, you know, apps as well as a lot of data and analytics behind the scenes to help with that fan experience. Uh, gosh, the United Airlines employee facing app to help travelers on United Airlines uh, flights, that was actually even highlighted in IBM's annual report. And, you know, it just continues. Like uh, th this year, we've uh, this past 12 months, we've scored uh, a number of Latin American banking and uh, telecommunications customers like Ban Colombia and Telefonica. And then Gosh, another example that's just been going on for a while now, uh, back in a while in the mobile space, uh, since 2017, Whirlpool, which, uh, you know, they, of course, make the washers and dryers. But for industrial clients, that is maybe a hotel or a university where they might have a bank of these devices for uh, their people, they want to make sure those devices are up and running for their population all the time. So they wrote a mobile app, and on the back end, it's IBM Cloud, uh, in particular, components based in Kubernetes. And uh, it's basically like a predictive maintenance and maintenance type of application to make sure that those, those washers and dryers are kept up and running. I'm going to take us a, a kind of a slightly different direction, Roger, because, um, you know, I've, I, I'm, and I'm going to start with some two TV commercials that perhaps Ian doesn't see. I don't know. Uh, they may not be global, but the, you know, one of them has this guy 
that's parasailing and he's up in the air and he says, oh, I forgot to lock my car. So he whips his phone out. And, and if it's me, it would already be in the water. But if he whipped his phone out, you know, and he locks his car. And then the other guy, the one has this weird looking guy that's sitting in a bathtub and the pizza guy is coming and, you know, he can use his phone and unlock the house and the pizza guy can just leave it on the table and go on. And I'm thinking, you know, the, Security and privacy on mobile devices, it seems to me, is not keeping pace. And so I'm, I'm thinking of, of examples like, you know, uh, somewhat recent, the, uh, the hacking of the, uh, the ring camera in a child's room and, and the person at the other end telling, you know, potentially telling the eight-year-old, go get mommy's credit card. I mean, what, you know, can phones be hacked into? Oh, man, Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, these are just computers that we're carrying around with us all the time, and they are vulnerable because they are connected, uh, and they are really connected devices. It's not just necessarily Wi-Fi, but other communication mechanisms like Bluetooth, you know, near-field communication, GPS. You know, those are all avenues that are reaching into our phones, and uh, gosh, we need to really be careful with that, just like we take care with our desktops. And there are a number of stories, uh, as you mentioned, with, with the ring ring devices uh, or, you know, security camera devices that are out there. It's not just limited to ring, I'm sure, but uh, that are all vulnerable. And I think one of the, you know, key things is we just need to, as I like to call it, practice safe hex. <laughs> we need to really be you know, mindful of what we're doing on our phone, just like we're doing in our desktops or laptops. Uh, you know, don't necessarily just install any old application. Be wary of fake applications. And there's some good information on uh, Norton's website, for example, on mobile ransomware. But there are uh, there are fake apps like uh, there's a, a an app called TikTok out there. It's Great for the kids. They build their fun little videos and share it. But there's actually a spyware one called Tutok that actually is <laughs> has spyware from, let's say, a uh, known area of the world to, to produce spyware. And if you install that application mistakenly, you're going to be letting – your information in your camera and your audio get recorded unbeknownst to you. So you just really have to take great care in making sure you're clicking on the right things and installing only the really trusted apps from the vendors from the approved app stores. Yeah, that's actually really kind of tricky because you can go to the app store and find an app that really does what you want to do. And I'd be willing to bet a hundred percent of the people will not go to a Norton site and see whether it's a it's a safe app or not. You know, it does what you want to do. You're excited about it. You know, we have more apps on our phones probably than we do on our computers now. And well, I mean, they are computers, but you know what I mean on our laptops. And I don't know that we think through when we download something or click on something whether it's really safe. It's just. I think that's got to be part of the same culture that goes with the born on mobile is that, that, you know, the world's not a safe place. 
Hey, and you know about the number of apps on devices, it's staggering. Just because you have icons there, there's actually other software and apps and components that are on there that may not necessarily be represented by icons. And uh, actually in my app that I have published in the Google uh, Play uh, App Store, if, if I can plug that for a little bit, App Vester, it actually looks for apps that you have on your phone and kind of takes that Warren Buffett investing advice, invest in products that you like to buy and those companies that make them. This extends that idea to apps, invest in apps and the companies who make them. And I scan the phone for a variety of apps and I literally have 600 entries on my phone, but I know I've only installed maybe 200 or so various apps over time. A lot of those things are just kind of lurking around or perhaps uh, you know, provided by the actual phone manufacturer themselves, the carrier, the phone well, carrier you themselves. Think about it. If, if the app is sitting there on your phone and you don't have an icon for it, you don't know when it's running. That's exactly right. And hence the, the need for having a similar kind of antivirus or scanner on your device. Yeah, and there are so, a number. There are a number of those on the market, so uh, guys, that's definitely guys, a recommendation. Guys, we also need to remember, if you think about it from a privacy perspective, that a lot of us sign up for these applications and we click next, 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 next. Yes, yes, yes. Let me into the application, and you keep clicking till you're in, but you're giving, Clickbait. but you're giving it all away, right? So I think the rule there is read the finer print sometimes. This is this is really important, and if you've seen the other commercial <laughs> around privacy, Apple has a wonderful, um, provocative com TV commercial about privacy. And yeah, we do need to be very careful about what information we're sharing and with whom. And treat those apps like, I guess, your potential friends or strangers, perhaps. You know, think really think about how you're going to share all that information uh, before you just go ahead and hit next, 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 <laughs> as you say, and share that. And fortunately, the laws on the planet are getting better. Uh, you know, Europe has, has uh, definitely paved the way with GDPR, which is wonderful. And, you know, application manufacturers need to respect that privacy. And another game that I play, uh, another app that I use on my phone is a game called Words with Friends. And it's interesting just being able to request what data they have on you. This is, you know, it's your data and there are data controllers and data owners. And, and so, you know, it's important to know who's owning and controlling your data so that you can get a hold of that data anytime and say, you know what, I want my profile deleted. Thank you very much. And in the United States, of course, uh, California is certainly uh, leading the way for those kinds of um, privacy uh, laws, which were enacted in January, but have a grace period kind of through the middle of the year. So any apps that are not compliant by then, gosh, you're, you're subject to getting fined if you're not providing end users with the appropriate level of take back of information or you know, uh, deletion of information.
So very important concern there. So Roger, let's step away from the whole privacy part for a minute and let's take a step back and talk around where the technology is actually created. So from an IBM perspective, before we all lose our jobs, let's talk a little bit about IBM, what we have to offer. So kind of under that mobile umbrella within IBM, it's more than just a place to go and build a small application and have to plug it in everywhere, right? Yeah, you know, when I think about IBM and its mobile capabilities, it's really built for the enterprise. Those examples that I gave earlier are, are just that. They're all really key enterprise type of features. And oftentimes our customers are looking for, you know, uh, the employee facing app with the enterprise. So it can start as small as, or actually let me back up and say, you know, anyone can take the typical Android uh, toolkit, Android Studio, or uh, Xcode on the Apple environment and just build a simple application. But where you need the enterprise capability really is in terms of things like security. Uh, how do I uh, you know, protect my data on the back end? And so using capabilities like uh, uh, a database as a service or even a hyper-protect database as a service, which offers the only uh, FIPS 140.2 uh, level four encryption of data. That is, if you lose your keys, <laughs> you're gonna be out of luck. IBM does not keep those keys. You, as the customer, own those keys and only have access to that data. IBM doesn't have access to that data at all. And so what a great way to protect really sensitive data in that uh, perspective, and that's the HyperProtect, uh, which has uh, a free 30-day trial going on right now. If you want to try any of those uh, services in that family, there are other things as well. Uh, you know, simple things like integrating your single sign-on. Uh, we have a service called App ID that also does social network authentication. That's all under this whole umbrella of what we call the integrated uh, identity and access management uh, set of services. Multi-factor authentication also provided by the IBM Cloud. And then if you step back and think about not only the development aspect, but the operational aspect, there are ways to protect corporate devices and any IBMer knows because they have had to install it on their IBM governed phone. And that's things like MAS360, which from a centralized console, if you lose your phone, IBM can wipe out any secure data that might be on there, proprietary data that might be on those uh, devices. So, you know, again, IBM, it's all about building secure and trusted applications in the cloud and providing a breadth of services, both at development and runtime to secure that data across the enterprise. So Roger, one last question for me. So, so um, you mentioned we'll have more running on the edge and that'll also be enabled primarily by 5G because you can push more out there. Plus, you know, that'll mean more apps. I think what you said is um, your phone's not a toy, even though your toddler can play with it. It's not a toy and you got to be aware of what's there. But I'm uh, just a crystal ball type of thing. Um, you know, in Europe, there's GDPR. In the United States right now, we have California. Do you see more of that happening across the globe, that, that ethics and, uh, and privacy and security are going to take a, a, a leap up front of other stuff in 2020, maybe even early 2021? 
You know, always. And, you know, think about when did you first learn about the word dark web? You know, uh, our data has been breached at several companies and it's lurking out there in the dark web. And so popped up many companies now that offer services that scan the dark web for your uh, for your private information. And so, you know, it's just it's just a matter of time before consumers really begin to get too fed up uh, and want that protection. And yes, it is a governmental action that's going to require those kinds of things, but it can start with the people and the people can choose what applications they can use or not use really by simply uninstalling an app. And I've, there are a number of apps that frankly the user experience has been poor or, you know, it's just, it's an easy uninstall. So easy come, easy go <laughs> for many applications. And that's why it's really important to build a compelling and secure experience on mobile. And IBM can help us do that. Well, Roger, it was super informative as well. At the same time, it's kind of a little bit scary in terms of I feel that I shouldn't ever install an application again unless I read all that small T's and C's. You know it could be a good idea, actually? If somebody came out with an app that kind of summarizes all that T's and C's into three or four little bullet points, then probably I'd I'd probably read them more. You are onto something there. Well, I'll let you as the mobile developer, you go off and come back on the show in six months' time (laughs) when you can plug your new application and make thousands and millions of euro or dollars. Love it. Well, thank you, sir, for coming on the show. Super informative and great chatting with you. Likewise. And guys, myself and Steve, as always, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Podcast. (laughs) 